0: This week we're talking about Judith Martin.
1: Miss manners, if you're nasty, I'm, I mean polite. It's manners. <laughs>
0: Hello, Internet. I'm your husband, host, Travis McElroy.
1: And I'm your wife, host, Teresa McElroy. And you're listening to Schmanners. It's extraordinary etiquette. For ordinary occasions. How art thou, my dove? I'm well, my dear.
0: Indeed. <laughs> ver, ver, verily. It's, uh, it's Sunday. We don't normally record Schmanners. I'm just feeling very relaxed. Oh, nice. It's nice nice to have this time with you, you know, away from the rat race. Our baby's asleep, so I'm in a really good <laughs> mood. Um, so welcome. Welcome to our first Monday, or our first official Monday episode. Uh, we're so glad you all time-traveled with us. Um, Teresa, yes. we were excited to talk about this. This uh, We've done a couple biographies before. Mm-hmm. I would say maybe one of my favorite episodes ever was our um, Emily Post episode. It's one. a
1: fantastic episode, yes. and if you haven't listened to that, listeners, you should go back and listen to it, because it's awesome.
0: And this is... No exaggeration, folks. As I heard Teresa researching this, she would occasionally just make, like, exclamations (laughs) of, like, oh, man. Oh, wow. (gasps) What? And, like, so I'm... Listen, I don't want to oversell it because I don't want to set expectations too high, but I'm very excited about this episode.
1: Well, one of the things that I really enjoy our
0: cat is rubbing herself against the microphone oh my gosh she's so excited too she Uh, wants to learn everything about it
1: one of the things i really enjoy about miss manners is she's unapologetic completely unapologetic
0: so just in case somebody skipped our intro our wonderful hilarious reference to Janet jackson (laughs) come on um we're talking about judith martin who uh she was an advice columnist
1: she well okay
0: you know, listen, I don't know right. why I'm the one doing the intro. You actually know it.
1: She started out as a journalist. Okay. And then uh, began an etiquette column, which okay. morphed into a advice columnist, sort of. Like an etiquette advice, like a write-in column, kind of. Gotcha. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, like, like Dear Abby? Sort of. But Dear Abby was more like life advice. It mean, right. was more like, how do I tell people to leave the party or whatever? Exactly. Okay. And, folks, that is as much as I know. <laughs> now to hand it over to Teresa, who knows actually about the
1: subject. Okay. Well, let's start off. Um, so Judith Martin is the daughter of Jacob and Helen Pearlman. Um, And way back in 1898, Jacob was born in a part of Poland that used to be part of the Russian Empire. Okay. Um, and he emigrated to the United States in
0: 1912.
1: Okay. After that, he attended the University of Wisconsin, married Go Helen. Go Badgers?
0: I think I that's guess. right.
1: Uh, married Helen, and then they moved to Washington, D.C., where Judith Martin was born in 1938.
0: All right. So we're going to take a break here.
1: Uh, <laughs> what? Okay. Uh, So she's been in Washington, D.C. for a very long time. She spent...
0: Wait, a- hold on. She's
1: still alive? Yeah.
0: Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why that's... Surprised. I think it's because you said a number like or 1898. Oh, that I was, was like, her dad. Yeah. I mean, I realize that now in retrospect, but I heard that number. I was like, so a long time ago. No. Um, I live in the moment. I'm kind of, you know, like that. I just don't think about the past.
1: But she didn't spend her entire childhood in DC. Uh her dad moved her around because he was an economist
0: mm-hmm. for
1: the United Nations. Oh wow. So they moved around a lot. Um That's like a
0: big deal. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, pretty awesome. To live in like foreign capitals and stuff mm-hmm. for the United Nations, pretty cool. Um I so, bet she got to
0: experience a lot of like state dinners and fancy she events and stuff. Absolutely did. Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely did. Um and so she graduated from Wesley, uh, we- Wellesley, sorry, mm-hmm. Wellesley College um, and began the advice column. She was a journalist. And one of the things I thought was really cool, I did not know, that she used to cover social events at the White House and embassies. Wow. Yeah. Also film and theater critic. Really? So she wrote a lot of stuff.
0: So she was kind of like a go-to sort. I mean.
1: Absolutely. And we'll come to it later. A lot of her books about etiquette also wrote two novels. Really? Yeah. Huh. I mean, here we go again. It's, It's all like, did you know, again. Well, that's the thing is I think that there's,
0: I think, just speaking for me, I don't want to speak for the listeners, but from my point of view, I think that with like Emily Post and Miss Manners and these kinds of people, you get in your head of like. You kind of pigeonhole them as kind of like stodgy it's the same as like when you watch great british bake-off and you see like you know uh, you see mary and you're like oh yeah kind of stodgy home baker what and she's funny and kind of apparently if you read anything that uh, uh uh sue and mel have to talk about mary is very uh foul-mouthed <laughs> um, <laughs> but that's the kind of thing you you kind of in your head get these this picture of these people right and then you dig like a little bit and you're like, nah, they're fascinating. They have a lot going on.
1: Uh, so her advice column, which, uh, is distributed three times a week by universal. Uclick, is also carried in more than 200 periodicals worldwide. Okay. That's a ton. Way more than me. Absolutely. Mine's
0: in zero periodicals. <laughs> I'm working on it.
1: Um, one of the cool things that I found about her is she says that manners are kind of like the laws, and etiquette is the way that you interpret it. So, Interesting. yeah. So, like manners, one one would say a good mannered person would not um, make a disgusting display of their food at the dinner tabo- table table, mm-hmm. but in etiquette. Where you are determines how you do that. So some places it's a knife and fork. Some places it's a communal dish with like bread to pull out your food. All sorts of stuff. So that's really cool. Interesting. She did a really awesome interview with Smithsonian Magazine, um, and the interviewer was Arsinta Ali Childs. Uh, She asks, "How did you become Miss Manners?" And she was bitten by Emily Post. (laughs) no uh she says that like napoleon no one was authorized to crown her miss manners so she just penned the name herself it came from uh she says that when she was covering the white house that was considered at that time to be social coverage so it was like the lifestyle section of the magazine so or the newspaper uh so she got kind of you know used to that idea of covering what was going on in kind of the the upper echelon of society. Mm-hmm. We would say that the White House usually is. Um usually. So she just crowned herself Miss Manners. That's pretty uh bold. Bold. Yes. Yeah. Bold.
0: But it's like if I started a column call, just called like Mr. Awesome. <laughs> Mr. Cool Guy. Um, this is where you were supposed to agree with me about how cool I am.
1: Oh, sorry. I was too busy. Let me reading try my that. notes.
0: Well, we'll, take, we'll do take two. Take two. Take two. All right. It's like if I did a column called Mr. Awesome or Mr. Cool Guy.
1: Yeah, like the fans. Hey. But didn't really. Mm, <laughs> I was looking for more
0: of affirmation, like, but you are a cool guy. Oh, oh. We'll do, take three. Take three. It's fine. It's fine. That's the beauty of <laughs> podcasting. I can edit all this out. All right. Here we go. Note to self, make sure. Edit the, okay. Uh, it's like if I did a column and just call it Mr. Awesome or Mr. Cool Guy. Yeah, because you're
1: so cool. Hey, thank
0: you for that unsolicited compliment. <sighs> Moving on.
1: All right. I'll um, clean that up in post. Like I said, she's really kind of well known for being uh, like unabashedly honest, but mm-hmm. she doesn't consider honesty to be impolite, even though she says that honesty is in uh, social life is often used as a cover for rudeness but she says that there is a difference between being candid in what you're talking about and voicing insulting opinions under the guise of honesty
0: i love this so much i feel like this is like kind of my go-to response a lot in the questions that we get where mm-hmm. everybody's so afraid to be direct because they interpret that as being rude or like being honest they interpret that as being rude but if you are not rude in your honesty. Your honesty is not rude. So people try to find creative ways to say what they mean because they feel like being blunt and direct mm-hmm. is rude. And and I love to hear Miss Manners b- thinks the same thing I do, which is you can be honest and not rude if you don't say something rude.
1: She has a really great great quote about that. She says, "Uh oh, let me let me read it verbatim because it really is good. If you can't be kind, at least be vague."
0: That's pretty great. <laughs> I think that's pretty awesome. Right,
1: uh, speaking of questions, she was asked in this interview if she ever gets stumped. Mm-hmm. And she said, no, I don't.
0: Okay, cool. You
1: get it, Miss Manners. She adds that she has also always had an interest in historic manners and manners of different societies at different points in, the, in time. Um, and so she feels very familiar with etiquette traditions and the normal like in the addition to like where it is in history. So she hardly ever gets stumped not to say uh, that she doesn't always give people the answer that they want to hear. Wow. if you read some of her columns, um, it's sometimes it's a little bit of tough love, you know, yeah. no, uh,
0: I I listen, I do.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll read a little bit. I'll read a couple or maybe like one of her advice columns. But um, on that same vein, she doesn't believe that it's ever acceptable to be rude.
0: Well, I should should hope not.
1: Even if someone is rude to you.
0: Oh, okay. Well, sorry, Ms. Manners. There, you and I. Well, okay. I should clarify. I, I think I agree with that. I think my standpoint on it is like you shouldn't be so worried about being polite in the face of someone who is being rude to you but uh, by which i mean that's the time to be direct and blunt and say what you want and exactly say what, well yeah.
1: you two i think really do agree even though on the surface you say that you don't um because she's quoted as saying that that doesn't mean you have to let people walk all over you etiquette does not render you defenseless if it did, even I wouldn't subscribe to it. But rudeness in retaliation for rudeness just doubles the amount of rudeness in the world.
0: Okay, I do agree with that. We're on the same page. Whew, she, that was close.
1: Isn't she eloquent? She's, She's a really very, you good You read me some writer. quotes of
0: hers and like, yeah, she can turn a phrase really well.
1: Totally. Um, she has a really great website uh, where you can read all about her. Um, and her Ju- writing It's style- judithmartin.pizza. No. Miss dot com. And I think it really reads like she actually wrote it, which is pretty cool.
0: She, her quotes. No joke. Like I I often bemoan that I think we live in a time where we, we don't really have people like Oscar Wilde and this are, uh, you know, Winston Churchill, these like. Quotes, you know, I think Dorothy Parker too, but I'm not as familiar. But these like quote Smiths that like they spin, like they open their mouths and or write, you know, write them down, and these quotes fall out. Mm -hmm. Except that like Miss Manners, Miss Manners says things where it's like, please somebody put that on a quilt or cross stitch or something, put that on a pillow and give it to me, please, so I can remember it forever.
1: (laughs) Um. Like I said, her her little bio thing is very eloquently written, um, and something that I certainly didn't know is that she has been given the National Humanities Medal. Get out. Totally. Uh, in recognition to her contributions to society as America's foremost etiquette columnist and author. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Um, it honors individuals or groups whose work has deepened the nation's appreciation of the humanities. Super oh, that's, cool. That's
0: also something I don't have.
1: No, you don't. You don't have that. Well, maybe someday. Maybe.
0: I was right. I looked it up. Dorothy Parker is known for her wit. I thought ah. so. I wanted to make sure I wasn't making that up. It's Dorothy Parker. Nailed it.
1: Um. So I'd like to read a couple of a, a few more of her quotes because they are awesome. Uh, Here's one. It is far more impressive when others discover your good qualities without your help.
0: See, that's so good. Mm, it's
1: like a zinger. That's so you know, good.
0: that's like those. Uh, is that is that an aphor- aphorism? Is that what that is? I think it's called an aphorism. I man, I'm going to have to look this up too. Oh man! But I think it's like that. You know, Poor Richards Almanac kind of aphorism, right? Oh, okay. You say another one, and I'll Google what an aphorism is, so I can sound smart on my podcast. A- P-
1: she has written a new book um, called Painfully Proper Weddings, or sorry, Miss Manners on Painfully Proper Weddings. And we do a lot of wedding stuff, and I think that this is also very poignant, what she's written on this. A small wedding is not necessarily one to which very few people are invited. It is one to which the person you are addressing is not invited. Ooh. Mm-hmm
0: that is good Mm -hmm. i was right aphorism oh
1: man you're two for two on google (laughs) we'll see i'll probably blow
0: it on the third though we'll see googling i've googled very well Uh, i'm listen I'm i'm not ready to go pro but i've got this googling thing down
1: before i read uh some of her columns and we talk about the advice that she's given how about we take a break and write some thank you notes to our sponsors that sounds real good let's do that
0: Our sponsor this week, oh goodness, we are excited. Um, we are here in the McRoy home, big fan of meal subscription services. Um, we've tried a bunch of them, and you know what? We're pretty happy with them across the board. And one of our favorites is Sunbasket. I'm going to um, do a thought experiment here where I try to pretend like I believe that there are people out in the world who don't know what a meal subscription service is. Okay. So basically, I'm on
1: board. Okay.
0: goes like this uh, every week, or however often you want, every week a box of food is delivered to your door. Now, oh, slow Wait, down there, person.
1: Is this food delicious, healthy, organic, non GMO?
0: Yes, if you subscribe to Sunbasket. And also, it's not just like loose rolling around random foods. These are foods that are grouped together and they're proportioned out so that you can use them to make specific recipes that are also included in the box. That's a really roundabout way of saying they give you the ingredients you need to make really (laughs) amazing meals that maybe you wouldn't normally think of. Um, And they have lots of different options, uh, paleo, gluten-free, vegetarian breakfast, and family options. So you're going to find something that fits your needs and your family and your home or whatever. And it's all going to come right to your door with instructions on how to make it. So even if you don't know how to cook, you just follow the instructions and you're going to feel like you can cook.
1: You know what was really cool about the last sun basket we received? What's that? So um, I have uh, on some of our other script services and indeed before this, um, we received recipe cards. Mm -hmm. So it would tell you the recipe for the food that you received. But this time (gasps) they sent us like a recipe brochure. Mm. So included... In that brochure were all the recipes for all the meals that you had the choice of bringing, of sending to your house.
0: So it becomes like a recipe book.
1: Exactly. Awesome. Um, So even though you didn't get, we didn't get those ingredients, we only got our three meal ingredients, I could, or you could, or we could make any of the recipes that they sent us.
0: So if this sounds interesting to you, go to sunbasket.com slash schmanners, S-H-M-A-N-N-E-R-S today and get your first three meals free. That's sunbasket.com slash schmanners for three free meals, sunbasket.com slash schmanners. I'm Hal Loveland. I'm Danielle Rapper. I am Michael Eagle. And we are the hosts of Tights and Fights, Maximum Fun's newest podcast dedicated to all things wrestling.
1: We'll be talking about Sasha Banks, the Women's Revolution, Sasha Banks, the Brand Split, and Sasha Banks' wigs.
0: And we'll also be talking about wrestler fashion. Some wrestlers wear too many clothes. Some wrestlers don't wear enough clothes at all. And I'll be doing impressions of all your favorite wrestlers. New episodes Thursdays on Maximum Fun or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh,
1: yeah. Dig it. Dice and Bites Podcast. Dice and Bites.
0: A lot of times my instincts are, are wrong. They're mostly wrong, but they're not wrong in the sense that, like, I misread somebody. They're just extremely limited to my, you know, to my idea of who they are. That
1: was Mark Marin. I'm Jesse Thorne. I'm the host of NPR's Bullseye. I'm so excited to tell you about my new show, The Turnaround. Join me as I sit down with some of the best interviewers in the world to ask them about how and why they do what they do. We'll go
0: deep. Some of the biggest names in media. Everybody from Terry Gross to Jerry Springer to Combat Jack. That's all on The Turnaround. Two episodes a week this summer. Subscribe now. Tell a friend. Okay. So are you ready? Tell me more about Miss Manners.
1: Um, Well, I would like to read an example of some of the tough love. Uh, advice that Miss Manners will get. Miss Manners. I almost called her Miss. Is that me? Oh my God. (gasps) Is Teresa Miss Manners? I'm doing it. I'm Napoleoning myself. I'm Miss Manners.
0: I want to be Captain Awesome.
1: (laughs) All right. And and I will abridge this because it is a a column, so it's quite long. Dear Miss Manners, I recently accepted a date on Valentine's Day from a gentleman I have known and gone out with from time to time for some four years. Well, I didn't think it was going to be the ultimate romantic evening. I thought we would at least have fun as friends. This re- this writer goes on about how it was very much not up to her expectations. Um got a microwaved meal. Uh there were no like flowers at the table. They didn't even get dessert. And they said, am I wrong to have to think that he would have done something more to make the evening a little more festive? I asked if I could bring anything and was told no. I just felt that he could have asked me out another weekend if he didn't wish to celebrate with me. And I could have made other plans, which would have been just fine. All right. So here's what she says. Gentle reader. What other plans? Miss Manners doesn't mean to be harsh, but surely if you had had Valentine's Day offers from a gentleman in whom you did have a romantic interest, perhaps you would not have accepted one for whom you did not expect romance from. Perhaps if the gentleman had a calendar, he would have avoided a day so loaded with expectations. But then you said you didn't expect a romantic evening, so perhaps he fulfilled yours. Miss Manners' advice is to choose more carefully next year.
0: Ooh, this is good. Listen, that's tough, but fair.
1: In a roundabout way, this is the kind of advice that we give all the time. That if you expect something, you need to voice your expectations Mm -hmm. or you're probably not going to get it. Yeah. Communication is key for this. If this person had said, this is Valentine's Day, are we doing something special for Valentine's Day? And the, the gentleman might have said, Yes, let me see what I can do to make this a special day for you on our date. Or, no, uh, I was unaware that Valentine's Day was so important to you. I have just made a very casual dinner date I thought we'd just hang out. Right. And so then she could have said either, well, that's fine. Thank you for letting me know. Or... No, thanks. I'm going to go find something special to do and then nobody's feelings would have been hurt.
0: Yep. I think it's great advice, Miss Manners.
1: Um, here's another one. Again, quite long, so I'm going to paraphrase a little bit. Dear Miss Manners, I had I hosted one of those home shopping parties for a group of friends and had a very good turnout. However, the one thing I noticed was that a very close relative of mine didn't purchase anything. Now I know that you shouldn't have to feel obligated to buy anything at these functions. However, I've attended several home parties for her in the past, and I felt it was not courteous of her to support her to not support her host. And she goes on to say um, that a few of her girlfriends think that if you're if you're going to go to a party, you should buy something to make sure that everybody has a good time. The host basically. Uh, put out refreshments for you so this is the way of thanking your host helping them get whatever kind of special uh you know they have like party gifts or whatever that you get what do you think would be the correct courtesy going forward at these parties we all know that they have a little bit of a gang mentality pressured into them and here's what she says gentle reader And your complaint is that the gang mentality didn't kick in to make your relative feel obliged to buy something that she didn't want? Miss Manners asks you to bear in mind that when you give such a gathering, you should be acting as a saleswoman who incidentally serves refreshments, not as a social hostess who incidentally embarrasses her guests into spending money they would not otherwise have spent. A respectable salesperson presents and touts the opportunity to buy, but does not bludgeon potential customers into paying for things they don't want. A reason not to invite this relative to a shopping party would be that she's not interested in the kind of merchandise you're selling. For the same reason, and not to punish her, you'd needn't attend hers. But what exactly would be the point of you selling unwanted things to each other? Who would profit besides the companies you represent? Wouldn't you both come out just as far ahead, and not have your host, your houses full of unwanted clutter if you saw each other over a freely offered cup of tea.
0: Also excellent advice.
1: And something that we also talk about, there are lots of uh, put-upon social pressures that don't really have to exist.
0: Yeah, I think that that's a thing that we see a lot in the questions that we get of like, how do I pretend to be nice? And it's like, no, that, like, that's not... That's not what manners and etiquette is. Like it's about it's more about like how do we be open with each other without hurting each other's feelings? Not how do we hide what we really think without hurting, you know what I mean? Exactly.
1: And this question asker um, wasn't sure how to, quote, retaliate Mm -hmm. against her relative for not buying something. And Miss Manners really nails it on the head when she's like, she didn't buy something that she didn't want. And so you're going to punish her by not inviting her to your other parties. I mean, especially
0: when you went to her house and bought something you didn't want. So what yeah. you're really feeling is like resentment. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Whereas you're kind of mad at yourself for doing that. and We're like, well, I didn't know I wasn't allowed to, I could have just not bought something if she does it. But if I bought something I didn't want, she has to buy something she didn't want. Right. Yeah.
1: And if they had been honest and open with each other in a nice way and made it so that this social construct the social pressure that we put on ourselves was like out in the open we could all feel free to just not buy it if you don't want it you know yeah yeah
0: well that's the thing is like we talk about stuff like um have we i don't know if we've done an episode on breakups yet but like when someone asks you to like make plans and you don't want to like figuring out a clever way of getting out of it that's not manners figuring out a way to say no to them nicely mm-hmm. is manners yes
1: exactly it's the same kind of thing i think did we talk about this in our social media when you get invited by facebook invite did mm-hmm. we talk about this i think we did I think so. um if we didn't it's one of, it's very difficult um as a host to receive 70 maybes for a party mm-hmm and I, as a host, would very much more appreciate to get fifty no's um instead of those maybes. Uh I know that people are trying to spare my feelings when they say that they cannot that they might attend an event. But in doing
0: so it's very impolite.
1: Exactly. This is uh she really is just so eloquent and she really just gets that point across, I think. Well I
0: think that and but I also see where like If I I, that there are probably people who don't want to hear that level of like, no, it's not a shield to hide behind. You don't pretend in manners. I mean, don't get me wrong. There is a certain level of like social niceties and everything. But like coming up with a really clever excuse, you Mm. know what I mean, is just something you're hiding behind instead of addressing the real issue. I saw that there was a question that we got recently and we didn't use it, but like uh i'm trying to remember but basically it was something along the lines of like i have a friend who i don't like hanging out with and how do i deal with them and all i could think was like then they're not your friend (laughs) that's not a friend yeah if you you don't like spending time with them and they bother you and they annoy you and you don't enjoy their company why are you hanging out with them why Mm -hmm. like they're not your friends anyways it's just an example of everybody's trying so hard to be nice that they're not being nice it's right. time to start being nice and start being real real polite that is hi <laughs> welcome to mish manners and captain awesome
1: is that our new intro
0: no but it's not bad
1: <laughs> i was really off the cuff that was yeah, great hey thank you um
0: i wrote that so- <laughs> i did script that i've been working on it on for three weeks <laughs> i had a panel come in and workshop it uh lynn's been helping me <laughs>
1: <laughs> it sounds like it um about her column Um, In that magazine, I I told you about the question and answers. She was asked, have the etiquette questions you answer in your column changed much over the years? She says.
0: A lot more emojis. (laughs) "Mm,
1: They've changed as philosophies change. The philosophy of society. They've changed as technology changes. Um, And every once in a while, we get rid of an old problem. And that's the cause of that's a cause of triumph. But then, of course, the new ones come along. I think that she's really speaking about, like, the Internet, the social social problems on the Internet.
0: She asked said, what did she say was the most common question she got? You told me that. Now I can't remember it.
1: She reports that the most common question she receives is how to politely demand cash from potential gift givers. She says there is no polite way to do this. And the second most common one is how much guests should spend on a gift. Um, and that, she says, should be determined by the, what the giver can afford, not by the event relationship or related expenses or, or other factors.
0: I don't know how I feel about the there's no polite way. I mean, I guess I guess in that. Maybe she I, I OK, I'll give her a benefit of doubt and say that I think in the society we exist right now, in which for whatever reason, everybody's very taboo and talking about money and how much money they have and how much something costs. Okay, I can believe that right now there is I think that maybe in the future in the utopian future where everybody's very comfortable talking about money, it'll be totally fine.
1: So the the last thing I want to talk about is the idea of how etiquette is changing around the internet. We touched on it in just a just a few minutes ago. Um but she was asked in the magazine article, "Do you think the level of anim- anonymity made possible by the internet has contributed to the rise of rude behavior. She says, yes, anonymity always does. For instance, some people who think they're anonymous when driving their car behave in an extraordinarily rude manner that you wouldn't normally expect from them. They seem to forget that cars have windows and we can see who they are, so they suspend the necessity of keeping the goodwill of others.
0: I also think think that that is not just limited to the internet, though, because I also think as uh you know the disconnect grows in real life too like there used to be a time where you knew the name of everybody living on your street and you knew you know what the name of the guy who ran the grocery store or the woman who owned the you know who worked at the post office absolutely like we just don't really connect like that anymore and we don't really think we don't really think of each other on those personal levels. I think just in general, I don't think the internet is the only place where we see that happen. I think it happens. In it's real a life microcosm too. for sure though. Yeah, I do think so. Um, but I mean, just in general, like you said, I don't think it necessarily means, and like Ms. Manner said, I don't think it means that we have stopped being, at, uh, that we need to stop focusing on it. It's just that we need to focus on it in a different way. You know, we need to focus on it more. Um, I think that is an excellent point by both you and Miss Manners. Um, I should have asked this.
1: When was she born
0: This in this bio oh, episode? We I'm, might want to give no, her birthday. I did. Uh,
1: September 13th, 1938. Okay. She's 78 years old. Is that right? Sure. Yes. Yes. Um, and her column started in 1978. So she's been writing about manners and etiquette for a very long time.
0: Is there a column still running? Yes. Excellent. Well, way to go, Miss Manners. Um, I think that's going to do it for us. Thank you for joining us on this biography episode. If you have anybody, if you know anybody, you're like, oh, this person, big in, I don't know, social or um, manners, etiquette, you know, you know the scene, you know what we're talking about, and you would like to hear us do a biography episode, you can email us. Schmannerscast at gmail.com um you can tweet at us but that's so easy to get lost in the shuffle i think an email is probably the most direct
1: and easily searchable
0: um if you like this episode tell a friend um go on itunes rate review and subscribe go to maximumfun.org check out all the other amazing shows there um Let's see, what else, Teresa?
1: As always, thank you to Brent Brentofloss Black for our theme music, and that is available as a ringtone where those are sold. Thank you also to Kayla M. Wassel for our banner and thumbnail art. Um, what? Else? Let me think. Thank you to our listeners for putting up with our haphazard release schedule, and we are endeavoring to make it so that Monday is our day.
0: Yes. Um, also, Thank you, Miss Manners, for yeah, being you, pretty Judith awesome Martin. and
1: funny and clever
0: and being a great role model. Really appreciated. And our uh, topic next week is going to be coffee houses. So if you have any questions about coffee houses, you can email us schmannerscast at gmail.com or you can tweet at us at schmannerscast uh, and maybe you'll hear it on the show next week. So that's going to do it for us this week. Join us again next week.
1: No RSVP required.
0: You've been listening to Schmanners.
1: Schmanners, Schmanners. Get it?